0: Welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, super (laughs) intelligent, and... Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival,
1: Love and Wife Michelle. I can't believe I got that all that out. Oh, my God, I can't either. Thank you. I thought you were just going to say food loving. And I was like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and wine, food. Yeah. And
0: wine. Yeah, that's true. Beer. All sorts of stuff out there at the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. We'll right. get to that in a little bit. Uh, we are recording this episode on Saturday, February 22nd, 2020. Now, this will actually come out on February 23rd, but once again, we are recording a little bit different on our schedule because we have some stuff
1: coming up. Wow, yeah. but It's like... Ooh! Yes, <laughs>
0: we're just trying to confuse you. It really doesn't matter to you. I know it doesn't matter that when we when we're recording these things and when they come out, but just in case some news broke tomorrow, I know what and it wasn't on major? the podcast. I guess we could add it in. I mean, That's true. Drop, but. Just in case it didn't, you know, we wanted to let you know when we are recording this. But uh, thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, Podcast.com. And while you're there, why don't you sign up for our newsletter? And if you received... Our last newsletter, well, we teased something special coming up this week. Ooh. Ooh. In case you missed <laughs> it, we announced what it was on social media on Friday. And as we all know, hashtag real man Show frozen. Yep, that's right. Now you can go into the unknown and let it go because hashtag real men love frozen we've teamed up with love of the mouse podcast on our limited edition design of a t-shirt which is available now you can join the club and yes show yourself that's
1: right uh, <laughs> hashtag real men
0: love frozen you can get our new t-shirts on tpublic.com and we'll have the link for you in our show notes so it's a really cool t-shirt. Uh, I, I don't know if you've, I know you've seen I, yeah, it. So yeah, yeah.
1: I, I love that they have both women's and men's sizes. And, and I love how they show you how it's going to look depending on your your body shape and everything. But it, it it's a cool looking t-shirt for sure. And it's so adorable. And we really are having fun hooking up to have this, uh, as you say, real men love Frozen Yes. T-shirt.
0: Yes, it's really cool. You know, it's it's interesting because uh, obviously I've been running with this thing for Ever. months now. Forever. <laughs> for the first time in forever. No, for months now. And uh, Matt from the Love of the Mouse podcast yeah. has kind of picked up on it. He's so cool. a Frozen fan as well. Hashtag real men love Frozen. Uh, and he went and kind of ran with it, you know, threw, threw it at us as like, look, what do you think of this? Love the idea. And so yeah. we decided to team up on this Excellent t shirt. It comes in various different colors, uh, various different sizes, like you just talked about, Michelle. And there's also some other merchandise you can get with the hashtag real love, right. real men love frozen uh, part of it as well. But uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, you pick it up. It's not very expensive t shirt right now. I think there was a discount uh, the other day. I think there's a discount again today. It's only like $13. Even though there's no discount, it's only $20. Nice t shirt. Uh, we got some coming our way for our cruise. I know really I can't wait about. to wear it on the cruise. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: especially when we go meet Anna and Elsa,
0: that's right. We'll, we have lots of pictures. We'll be posting those <laughs> um, in our hashtag real love t-shirts. That's going to be so much fun and definitely listen to uh, the love of the mouse podcast. Right. They are a really great show. Uh, they are just a good group of people, and I think you'll really enjoy them as well. And uh, I told you where you found that we first posted those, thing, all the links and everything, was on social media. And you can follow us on social media, on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. At Hyperion Adventures podcast, I did my first Pinterest pin yesterday. Wow, really? I know. Michelle's been handling the <laughs> Pinterest forever. Yesterday, I'm like, well, oh, I want to get a link to the shirt out there. So I nice. did my Pinterest pin for the first time ever. I probably screwed it all up. but no, I did I'll it.
1: take a look at it since I usually do that at, in the evening. So I'll take a look at that. Yeah. That's awesome. Congrats, babe. Thanks. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate
0: that. <laughs> and if you ever want to contact us for any reason, you can always email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com.
1: Right. And we do love hearing from you. Uh, we love, I know that last week we talked about an upcoming show where we're going to take listeners' questions. Thanks to those of you who've already sent something in that's exciting. Um, and then we really want to promote that. If you haven't sent us your question yet or, you know, if you want to try to stump us on something, mm-hmm. whatever, um, it'll be a lot of fun and we really appreciate it. So please do reach out to us. Yeah,
0: we're going to have a Ask Us Anything episode coming up uh, very soon. Also, we have coming up here in just a few weeks. Uh, we are going to do our DVC, advanced DVC episode. So if you listen to our DVC Disney Vacation Club 101 Mm -hmm. episode, and there was leftover questions that we didn't answer, whatever the case may be, or if there's just some more, uh, if you want to dive more deeply into it, please send us questions on that as well, and we will bring
1: those up on that future episode. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. We're going to have some special guests who are real pros at Uh, DVC, and we know that they're going to share a lot of great tips for all of us to enjoy having that benefit. Yeah,
0: we kind of feel like we're somewhat pros on Disney mm. Vacation Club, but these guys are like all-stars, like ha- future Hall of Famers. Right, you know? I mean, exactly. you know, Hashtag goat. You know, I mean, that's what the, <laughs> that's these guys right. are. Uh, Nate and Serena from uh, DVC do on they are going to be joining us here in just a couple weeks for that episode. As for today's episode, we have lots of stuff for you, including a Disney Parks icon it is a stunning new makeover. We'll talk about that. And we have the first reviews for... Disney Pixar's Onward will tell you what people are saying about this new film coming out here in just a couple weeks but let's get to our main topic of the day and it has to do with well some place that we know very well and love very much
1: It's the And I walk, I live, I the
0: well, I'm going yes. out So we are gonna be talking all today sun. all about the upcoming Disney California, California Adventure Show. Food and Wine yeah. Festival. It's starting. Later this week, we're really excited about it. And so we're kind of going to give our Hyperion Adventures guide to a basically all the reasons that you should be compelled to check this out if you get the chance.
1: That's right. I mean... You know, we know that people love when they have these special events over at the parks and uh, Disney California Adventure always comes through with some really great, wonderful things to sample and try and some new things this year that are exciting. And so we just thought it'd be great to share some of that. And uh, I liked your word compel. I think uh, we really want to say you should feel compelled to participate in this fun festivity. It's interesting because here on the West
0: Coast, you know, some of the some of the festivals kind of go by the wayside. You don't really think of it. I mean, you think of uh, Walt Disney World and Epcot, and you right. think of, of course, their International Food Good and Wine, wine Festival, mm-hmm. the Flower and Garden Festival. Right. Uh, we're just wrapping up the Festival of the Arts. Right. And, uh, you know, and you know, those are pretty well known, but some of the stuff that comes out here in California kind of goes by the wayside unless you actually live out there. So we're going to tell you why, you know, especially if you... If you don't come out to California very often. And you're thinking about possibly making a trip to Disneyland in the future or very soon why you might be interested in going and and making that trip during one of these festivals, especially the uh, Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival.
1: Exactly. I mean, even just preparing for today's show, I was like, Oh, I can't wait for this to yeah. start. It's going to be awesome. Yeah,
0: we're very excited about it. We look forward to it every single year. Unfortunately, we're going to be out of town for a couple of weeks, know. right <laughs> in the middle of it. But we're going to find our way to get out there at least a couple times and check it out just the same. So it kicks off, as I said, this week on Friday, February 28th. It's running longer than it has in the past this year. It's running all the way through Tuesday, April 24th. First. So that is a long time, so you have plenty of chances right. to get out there and experience it for yourself.
1: And what's really great is if you do live in Southern California, you can still participate with the uh, super ticket offer that they have for the one park. You could also do park hoppers, but they have a great $67 a day uh, pass right now. For that three days. Well, right. It's three,
0: you have to purchase three days, right. but right. yes. And that's uh, again, we talked about this several episodes ago. That uh, pass, it, it, yes, you started off, but you don't need to, like, you know, a lot of times these passes, you need to get them in within, you know, seven days, 14 days, whatever the case may be. No, this runs till I believe it's the end of May. Right. So you have all this time in throughout the festival to go ahead and, and use it up if you'd like.
1: That's right. So you could go. You know, three different weekends. Yeah, and
0: that's a that's a crazily, crazy good price, especially, yeah. uh, like you said, a, a park hopper ticket, you know, it's a little bit more. Still a good price for a park hopper ticket. But uh, if you're only going to just experience the uh, Food and Wine Festival, you only need to kind of get into Disney California Adventure Park. Uh, so That's true. And by the way, there's some new stuff this year where even if you don't want to purchase a ticket to a park, you can still get a little taste of this festival. We'll talk a little bit about that as we move along. So uh, some of the things that compel us most to to go out there, and let's talk about, well, we like an adult beverage here (laughs) and there. I don't know if you know this about us, but uh, so one of the best things about this is the wine, beer, and mixology tasting seminars they have every single year at these events.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're really great. Uh, The reasonably I don't think I said that well reasonably well reasonably (laughs) reasonably poor (laughs) the price of the as she said the the beer wine and mixology tastings are reasonably priced they're 25 dollars uh sometimes a celebrity may show up um not not frequently we don't want to try to sell that as something but uh I know that we shared in the past an experience where uh we had that happen unexpectedly but um it is really great because, you know, it is a very intimate setting. You're very, uh, close to the presenter and they do have typically links with the, uh, company, whether it be, uh, family members or former actors, et cetera. But, uh, nonetheless, they always get really top notch, uh, presenters and the product is fabulous. Mm-hmm. And
0: a lot of times it is the winemakers themselves that are out there presenting so they know their product really well and you get a good sampling of several different wines and it's it's really enjoyable. So let's start with the wines. Uh, they have several different vineyards that will express themselves, these these, these uh, seminars, by the way, take place on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. So if you're looking to go Monday through Thursday, you're not gonna be able to land a seminar during that time. That doesn't mean there's not food and right. other beverages to try. You just can't try to do one of these seminars. So, But like vineyards like Fest Parker, which we've talked about on right? the show, McMurray Ranch, Duckhorn uh, Vineyards, several more are gonna be out there. Uh, there are two seminars per day as Friday, uh, yesterday, the twenty first of February, only a uh, couple seminars have been sold out at this point. And they were both for Skywalker Vineyards, mm-hmm. so which is, you know, it's it's hard to get a hold of that wine so it doesn't surprise me that that one sold out and those are on saturday and sunday march 21st and 22nd so if you're looking to get that one uh you may be out of luck you can keep checking back in case somebody cancels or whatever you might even be able to try on the day of the event and going to go stand around out there see if they happen to open some up and if they have a couple spots available you might be able to get in i can't promise that But uh, as for the other ones, uh, they, as of, like I said, Friday, those were wide
1: open for you to check out. Right. The other nice thing, like you're saying, uh, some of these wines are hard to find unless you go actually out to the vineyards themselves. But during these tastings, they will have some bottles for sale after the event to purchase at that point. So we've perked up some really hard to find rare bottles that we've had the opportunity by going to these tastings and learning so much detail about it and then having the opportunity to buy it.
0: Mm -hmm. And even when the, if you have one of these that are, have kind of a celebrity behind them, we like we, when we went to the Gogi uh, tasting, we were able to pick up a bottle of wine, a bottle of Gogi Pinot Noir. That was actually signed by Kurt right. Russell, because that's Kurt Russell's vineyard, if you remember from our episode uh, a few months back. Um, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, they also have beer tastings as well. They have uh, different, a lot of different breweries, mostly California-based. Uh, Stone Brewing, Carl Strauss, Ballast Point, many, many more. They only have one of those per day. And again, those are uh, Friday through Sundays. Uh, as of Friday, they were still all available. So if you're looking for uh, to try some different beers, Uh, you have your options available for that. They also have these mixology uh, courses and seminars out there as well from different distillers like Maker's Mark, Malhat Spirits, also from different lounges like the Lamplight Lounge, Trader Sam's, Carthay Circle, etc. And they focus on a lot of different things. They have... You know, it usually will be based on a different type of spirit. Uh, they have rum seminars, whiskey seminars. I even saw one that was a, from the Lamplight Lounge that was Japanese whiskey. I know, which I was saw that, yes. So that's kind of cool. And they have three of those per day, all on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. And again, as of yesterday, those were all still available we do suggest that if you're looking to do one of these seminars, you book them in advance because they sometimes will sell out on the day of or right before you get there. You don't want to take the chance if you really want to do one, not uh, you know purchasing it and be ready to go when they happen.
1: Right. And I think part of it right now why they're open is there hasn't been a lot of publicity yet. I believe this week there'll probably be a lot of local Uh, ads coming up about the festival and certainly once it's open and people are talking about it or you know uh, mentioning it on social media and everything then they start booking up really quickly so if you think you want to uh, start taking a look and and like you said book early because once they start booking up they really do go kind of quickly.
0: Yeah they do Uh, a lot especially some of the ones that are the bigger name ones uh, Fest Parker Duckhorn, some of those, right. uh, those will go pretty quickly as we already saw. Skywalker Ranch was already sold out, so if you're looking to get tickets for these, uh, go to the Disneyland website. And just I, I I I saw the. Web address, but it was too long. I'm not going to write it down here. I'll put a (laughs) link for it in our show notes. But uh, just look for the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival at Disneyland.com. It'll bring it up for you. There'll be a link there to pick up the tickets. You can see what's still available. You can see the schedule for it all as well there. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, we just talked about the wine part of the Food and Wine Festival. Well, there's the other part of that. Yes, the food (laughs) part of the Food and Wine Festival. And there's so much, so many different types and styles of food. So many more plant-based and vegetarian and vegan options this year, I noticed. Really cool stuff. Uh, Last year, they had 14 different kiosks, all with little small plates, Well, I think Michelle went through the list because the food guide just came out yesterday. Michelle, can you talk a little bit about the food guide? What people can look forward to food-wise when they get out there?
1: Well, I can, but I have a couple other little pointers. Oh, okay. So hold that thought. Holding holding that thought. (laughs) So one of the other, you know, a couple other fun things that, you know, with the Food and Wine Festival that make it compelling is, and uh, we just talked about the kiosk. Well, the one great thing is, and if you've been to Epcot It's great. You can go to the different pavilions and stop and get some food there. Um, And that's lovely. And we love that experience. This is a little different, but we love it just as much for a different reason. The kiosks are relatively close. So you can go for several of those small plates together in a short amount of time. And what they've done over the last couple of years has made it super easy is that you can make all your purchases at one time at one kiosk. In fact, you don't even have to go to a kiosk, you know, one of the booths that a food where you're going to buy food from. You can go to look for the shortest line, place your order for all the other kiosks, get your receipt, and then go kiosk by kiosk and pick up the, the plates that you... You bypass that purchase line each time, so that's a real convenient. Yeah, that's. Process. I mean, some
0: of these, some of the kiosks you'll see, and especially at the busiest times a day, they'll have really long lines. So, uh, being able to find one that's kind of shorter for whatever reasons, right. kind of hidden, maybe a little bit, and you know, and you don't even need to purchase anything from that specific kiosk. Just tell them well, I want to get from this and that, right. and the other one, and you don't even need to go pick them up at that moment. So you just gotta whenever you like say I'm gonna. You know, the line's short now. I'm going to order all this stuff now and then go back to that right. kiosk much later in the day with your receipt. Just make sure you hold on to that receipt uh, and show it to them, and they'll serve up your plate of food or your drink or whatever it may be.
1: That's right. So, again, great time saver, uh, especially uh, if you have kids and you don't want to be in a lot of lines. This is a great way, you, and you can get a bunch of different plates, and everybody can sample and enjoy it together. And speaking of that, they have some really great seating areas for this. So, they have even high tables that may not have chairs or they have other areas. It's kind of like an outdoor lounge with, you know, couches and other regular, you know, tables and chairs outside. But it's really a wonderful people-watching experience, mm-hmm. you know. And I know that was part of one of your tips recently, and this is really a fun activity that we find. We got great food, wine. They do have uh, tastings at each of the, the kiosks as well. But you can really make a fun time of it in a very easy, kind of compact methodology.
0: Yeah, it's a great way to go to the park and you know, you may not even ride an attraction while you're there. Just go. Sample the food, sample the beverages, just sit down, if you, especially if you get a really nice table near the walkway or whatever, and just people watch all day long. And that, like I said, that last week, that is the kind of the unknown attraction at right. Disney is just, <laughs> is just sitting and watching people. And this is the perfect opportunity to do that.
1: Right. And sometimes, you know, uh, don't be shy. You can share a table with somebody else and, you know, make a new friend. It's fun to do that as well. But it, it really is a. a easygoing fun way uh you can have one person like you said take the ticket and go pick up all the food while somebody else holding the table so they've really made it very very simple um they also have the sip and saver pass mm-hmm. um that's a way that you, you might be able to save a little bit of money if you are you know strategize about it by using it for the the pricier food dishes um but yeah. if not, you're not going to lose money with using it. Uh, you might break even, but there is also a chance that you could um, make it more financially economical for right. you. Uh, for those of you who don't know what the Sip and Saver Pass is, essentially
0: you pay one lump fee at the beginning and you get this uh, thing with that uh, is kind of a lanyard uh, with, has little tabs on it. You, I believe it's eight tabs uh, for it. And so you pay this fee and then you just, you know, when you go in order for each item, uh, it's only for food, not for, for beverages. Uh, you just give them the tab and uh, they will give you that that basically pays for your food. So in a way, if you go and use it a, you know the, the right way uh, for some of the higher priced items, some of the items that are 7 to 9 dollars right. out there. Uh, you're saving kind of like an annual pass holder's savings right. uh, going to a, a quick service restaurant. Uh, you know, you can use them for any food item but we would highly recommend, you know, if you're going to pay the lump sum, go ahead and try and use those for the higher price items and then if you want something that's a little cheaper, just just pay for that with uh, uh, right. credit card cash, right. debit exactly. card. Well, whatever the case may be, uh, also know that uh, depending on how many days you're going, you may not all need to get a sip and saver pass for every single member of your right. family because of the fact that it's eight items. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but that food will start, even though they're small plates, it'll start to collect right. on you pretty quickly. And you don't want to be you know scrambling at the end of the day if this is the only day you're going. If you're going multiple days, the sip and saver pass totally makes sense. Yes. Uh, if you have a family of four or whatever and you want to get a couple of them, it probably makes sense. Right or even if you have two people and you want to get one of them it, it kind of makes sense. Uh, but I I just hate for people that you know are either scrambling at the end of the day just buying things because they you know don't want these tabs to go to waste or whatever the case may right. be. Not that we have any experience with that <laughs> I It's just going to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but just something to know going into it. But if you're going multiple days, uh, way worth it. Pick up one of these right. super safer
1: passes. Right. Right. Exactly. So all right, I think we've held off from mentioning food, so let's get to it. Let's
0: get to it. The food.
1: All right, so um, some of the and I love the little names that they have for each of these kiosk or marketplaces as they call them. But uh, so the first one I wanted to talk about was the from the one in a melon marketplace, and again, really like you said, a lot of great vegetarians or. Um, vegan, gluten friendly. So this first one that I that caught my eye was compressed watermelon and tomato with whipped ricotta and lemon olive oil. Yeah, I, I saw that too. That sounded delicious. Yeah, to me. so it's vegetarian and mm-hmm. gluten friendly. So, I mean, they have other things at that at that particular marketplace that sound delicious. But that one so unique, huh? yeah, they also had a, I think
0: of that one they had like a watermelon poke right? Uh, with cucumber that sounded really good right. to me That's too a plant-based, they, yeah, which is, that sounded delicious too. So uh, like I said earlier, a lot more plant-based vegetarian vegan. Options and you already mentioned that you know, uh, gluten friendly, a lot they're, they're listing a lot of those right on the, the items on the food guide, the food
1: passport that you get there, right? So. Exactly. Do you have one that's uh, like, wow, I can't wait to try that one.
0: Wow, there were several things that I was looking at. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I can't wait to try that. I Unfortunately, I can't think of them right off the bat. I know that I think at Paradise Garden Grill, they have
1: some brisket sliders and right. some brisket
0: fries. <laughs> I was like, oh, some brisket fries. That sounds really, really good.
1: Well, at uh, the Pepper's Caliente Marketplace, they have a grilled shrimp tacos on jicama tortillas. Mm.
0: And again, gluten, gluten friendly. friendly. Yeah. I'm not
1: trying to say I'm gluten that I was only looking for gluten friendly. I just thought that one sounded pretty interesting, uh, of a way to have a jicama tortilla. Um, they have well, going back to some of the alcohol, they have an this time L.A. style marketplace. They had a lot of great sounding things. There some things that were you know, not so good on the diet <laughs> <laughs> i think but, that's going to be uh, the cue for a lot of these items by the way but, you know for example they have yeah. monkey bread with caramel whiskey glaze and Look, candied pecans <laughs> they have the, on the disney parks blog website they have a picture of that I'm like, Whoa. yeah yeah, it yeah good. it's good but what sounded really interesting is the amaretto stout cream cold brew oh yeah so. that does
0: sound good i know uh, michelle here by the way, we both, we like our beers a little more darker. But it's right. really funny because Michelle is, <laughs> if you've ever met Michelle, you know that she's this little tiny thing. But she wants the biggest, boldest, darkest, stoutest beer you can find. It's, it's really, really funny. It's, it's kind of a contradiction. That's it is interesting. Uh, I found another item that I, I am looking forward to trying here. And yes. I found it really fascinating. Is It's at, at the uh, Avocado Time Marketplace. There's a tortilla crusted... Fried guacamole with carne asada. It's like a, a carne asada chimichanga deconstructed. Right? It looks uh, <laughs> fascinating and I want to check it out and see what it's all about for
1: sure. I know, right? Uh, moving on, off the cob Marketplace, which I think they had that kiosk yeah, last that was time last, too. That
0: was around last year, yeah.
1: Okay, so I'm, I'm going to try to say this. It's not going to be easy. It's like a tongue twister. Uh, mini chicken chimies. With chimichurri, corn, pico de gallo, and chipotle crema. That was really good. That was really well done. Oh, Yay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <Very nicely done. laughs> but to me, it sounded almost like chim you know? <laughs> <laughs> chim cheroo. Chim chimini, chim chim cheroo. <laughs> I think they were kind of going for that. Mini chicken chimis with chimichurri, corn pico. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And there's the singing segment that drives everybody away. That's right. Oh, come
1: back, come yes. back. <laughs> um, also at Off the Cop Marketplace, they have fields and orchids with elderflower. Ugh, I'm still having trouble talking. <laughs> elderflower and artichoke liqueurs. Wow.
0: That's fascinating. I've heard of elderflower liqueur. Right. But I've never heard of artichoke Artichoke liqueur. <laughs>
1: I know. Yeah, it's, it's, I think
0: I might want to. I don't know if I'm. Uh, it's interesting. It may be delicious. I don't know if I would pay for that, but I would love to sample it just to see what <laughs> it's all about. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. Again, they Disney. Ha- by the way, if you want to invite us out and let you know, right. us sample it, so we can tell everybody <laughs> if it's great. Yeah.
1: Um. You yeah, know, well, we'd be happy to do that. Uh. At the, again this year they have a garlic kissed marketplace which we really mm. enjoyed mm. a lot of things last year from that but. Um, I'm, a, personally a big Cabanara fan. So they have a Cabanara garlic mac and cheese with Nuske's. I think that's how it's called. Yeah, it's a name brand. So I don't know Nuskes. exactly Nuskes bacon. what that is. Yeah. Um, but cabanara mac and cheese with bacon. Wow. Right. I know. <laughs> sold, 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 and sold
0: on all, all three of those with the garlic. Sold, sold, exactly. sold, and sold. Exactly. Uh, they also have a black garlic soy braised pork belly bon me there too, which is something I. Yeah. Like. You know, you're not as crazy about pork belly right. as I am, but um, that sounds. I love a good bon
1: me, and so yeah, that sounds exactly. like that be yummy as well. Um, and you know, they do have several of the, like you said, the plant based. Burgers and things—they have a slider um, at Paradise Garden Grill. They have an Impossible Meatball Submarine. Yeah, which I, I, I've
0: mm. everything we've tried with the Impossible Burger so far. Now I know that you know it's plant-based, and yes, that's. That's great, but it's not really healthy. I mean, not fat-free. Yeah, people think <laughs> these plant-based things, these Impossible Burgers are like, oh, you know, I'm eating my deserving of vegetables. Well, <laughs> it's not really what it is. Uh, there's a reason why they taste so good. However, um, you know, in some ways, it's better for our planet to, for us all to be experiencing more plant-based diets. You exactly. Know, whether, Yes, it's not healthier. You're not going to lose weight eating those. if That's your meal now. You're not right. going to lose a lot of weight <laughs> doing that. Uh, but it is better for our plant to have more plant-based. And, the, and these Impossible uh, Burgers and the Impossible... I'm looking forward to trying the, the uh, meatball sub.
1: Yeah, but the meatball sub sounds yeah, pretty, uh, really interesting.
0: Well, we tried... the uh, Last year, I think it was the first time we ever tried the Impossible Burger was the petite uh, slider right. um, with guacamole and this year, I think they added uh, j- cheddar, uh, Jack cheddar, right. or, um, excuse me, uh, pepper, jack yeah, pepper jack cheese yeah. on it uh, which give it even another uh, part of, portion of flavor to it. And
1: I'm looking forward to trying that again because we fell in love with that. But I had it right. a couple times last exactly. year. So, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And what's really nice, too, is um, they're kind of spreading this out to the downtown Disney area. So like you mentioned early in the, in the show is if you're not. Um, going into one of the parks, or let's say you're using one of your one day no park hoppers and going to uh, Disneyland Resort, you can still try some fun little dishes at downtown Disney. But the one that really caught my eye was a dessert. Yeah. It. <laughs> Surprise! I know. At Salt and Straw, yeah. um, I know they have a warm spiced apple pie ice cream with Beecher's flagship. Cheddary cheesecake, right? That sounds amazing. <laughs> I know. Um, Beecher's
0: flagship, by the way, and I know there's some of our listeners that are in the Pacific Northwest yes. that know. Uh, flagship is one of our favorite cheeses. Exactly. You're talking about one thing. I love apple. I love apple pie. You're talking about cheesecake. I love cheesecake, and then the cheesecake with flagship. I mean that, and it's ice cream. And ice cream, That's yeah. All, it's so. got to be insane. I'm. We will. Have to get in that line for, by the way, Salt and Straw's line's always like way out the I door know. and down through downtown. But we may have to get in the line to check that one out. For exactly.
1: Sure. So those were, I mean, obviously there are tons of other dishes, you know, and we could just go on and name them on and on and on. But the, these were the ones that, you know, caught our eye that were more unique and fun sounding and thought that we want to highlight for this episode. Right. And, they, and by the way, if you are only going
0: to downtown Disney and do you want to get in on the uh, food and wine festival fun, uh, here are some of the places that are also have special items just involved around the Food and Wine Festival itself. They, they have it at Ballast Point Brewing Company mm-hmm. there. Catal uh, Restaurant has a few items. Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, who, by the way, I did the shrimp and grits from yeah. Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen to celebrate uh, Fat Tuesday, which is coming up this week. And Mardi Gras, uh, that is on Disney Dishes blog. Uh, you can find that. Uh, we It's on social media, but if you just go to DisneyDishesBlog.com, you can find that recipe there. Uh, also, and I, as you just talked about, uh, salt, salt straw and yeah. at Splitsville they have some items as well. So yeah. uh, you don't need to purchase a Disney ticket this year to get in on some of the festival fun, which is cool.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, so there are some other fun things going oh, yeah. on at the park. Uh, so if you want to uh, learn some fun ways to have family time together, they are bringing back Chef Daniela and I might be pronouncing her last name wrong, Malfitano?
0: Malfitano. Malfitano. Yeah, I believe
1: that's correct. Thanks. Uh, she, she is presenting how to, with her cooking demonstrations, how to celebrate family time together. So she shares tips on how to make sure, as she puts it, even the busiest families can get closer through their fantastic cooking together. So I think that's a wonderful way of, you know, showcasing food is great it's fun and it can bring the family together Mm -hmm. and speaking of family and cooking they also have again chef goofy and he has a demonstration with some of his guide chefs and if this is for kids ages three to eleven they're called junior chefs and they actually get to mix and measure ingredients um and it's really a cute some people actually, if you're if you're there early enough, you can be on stage with it. They also have an area off stage that the kids can participate. Um, and so, they use Disney magic and wizardry. The kids put their batter into a magic oven. I love and, that magic oven. I know. Voila. Why don't we have a magic oven? <laughs> I know. I wish. But uh, what's fun is then each kid gets to receive wrapped, ready to eat, baked treats. This again, as with the other. Um, seminars are friday through sunday this is free it's Mm -hmm. free for the kids uh you don't have to register you don't have to be there for rope drop just get there um look for the times that they're going to be doing it throughout the weekend and fridays and then line up about uh 40 minutes 40 45 minutes before the demo and you'll probably be in good shape to have your child be able to participate in that. Yeah,
0: it is first come, first serve. So, you know, you might want to gauge it when you get right. there, kind of take a look at what the lines are like and then decide for yourself. But uh, that is a really fun uh, participation for the young ones, ages three to 11. Uh, by the way, anyone under seven needs to be accompanied by someone 14 years or older when they uh, go up there on the stage or onto the side areas right. where you're talking about where they're measuring and doing exactly. all this stuff. So that's, uh, that's a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's a kick just to go out there and watch the kids, just to, you know, kind of go by there and ch- check out the kids doing this, because they're having a lot of fun. Yeah. Chef Goofy's right there with them.
1: And yeah, a Chef time. Goofy is amazing on stage and so fun. Uh, and one other brand new thing that they are doing this year is a behind-the-scenes tour, and it's actually showing how they plan and execute the Food & Wine Festival, and it also includes a hands-on cooking demo. Um, but That's really interesting that they're really, you know, bringing you not just behind the scenes to see the kitchen, but just kind of give you share how the chefs actually do develop these these menus for the festival.
0: Yeah, uh, really great stuff. They also have some if you're looking for more of an adult cooking style. I mean, some celebrity chefs, they have other seminars that go on uh, throughout the weeks. So, you know, all these things pretty much happen on the weekends. The food and the regular drinks are are there throughout the week. But the all the seminars and all that stuff usually happen Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But they have some really interesting names like Richard Blaze, Brian Malarkey, David Burtka, many other celebrity chefs. They also have several of the chefs that are from the Disneyland resort that itself Uh coming on and doing demonstrations as well. So you can see how some of the items that are being made. I noticed that they have uh, some of the chefs from the, uh, the candy makers are are going to be there doing stuff too. So, you know, I know we all, at least we do. Whenever we're at Disneyland, we always stop by the, uh, some of the candy shops and watch them making the, candy apples or making the toffee or whatever it may exactly. be and it's just so much fun well here they're going to show you a little bit about how they do that and i usually they hand out a recipe or something with it that you might be able to right. do yourself nice. so uh they also have some uh, winemaker dinners going on I, I think there was one that was sold out and i don't have them all in front of me and so i'm sorry about i don't have those in my notes there but they're not cheap <laughs> But they do go and they have these meals and these wonderful uh, wine tastings to go along with them. Uh, If you want to look into those, if you're looking to splurge a little bit on one of these meals, uh, again, go to Disneyland.com and look it up because uh, that would be a special night, you know, if you want to splurge some point.
1: Yeah, special anniversary or some other event that you might want to celebrate yeah
0: so lots of great stuff going on at the uh the disney california adventure food and wine festival i know i'm looking forward to getting out there for it i know you're looking forward to getting out there for it she's already listing all her items that she wants to try and i gotta do more research to make sure i get all this stuff in there so (laughs) i'll be your guide yeah so uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun out there and We really, really hope we see you out there. We hope we've given you a reason that compel you to get out there uh, because we really want to see you out there in California. So that's it for our main topic of the week. However, we always try and give you some sort of news about what's going on at the Disney parks, Disney Cruise Line, the movies, whatever the case may be, it's our Disney Stories of the Week. And I've only got, actually, it was a relatively slow week this week. I didn't see a lot I of know. Disney news this week, but I do have a couple things for you. And I'm going to start with, it was announced this week that the, a Disney Parks icon is getting a little sprucing up. And actually, it looks like a lot of sprucing up. Right. I don't know if you saw yes, the pictures for this, but this is straight from the Disney Parks blog cinderella first transformed into a princess 70 years ago this week when the animated classic was released and ever since her courage and kindness have been inspiring guests and cast members alike well disney parks are excited to share that her story has inspired a bold shimmering and royal makeover of her namesake castle yes cinderella castle At the heart of the Walt Disney World
1: Resort. Yeah, it looks amazing. And, you know, we experienced that recently Mm -hmm. at Disneyland. Where they shimmied up and shinied up uh, the Sleeping Beauty. shimmied
0: up to shiny it up.
1: Yeah, yes. I, I think I. That was. I'm sure they did that though. I'm sure they shimmied up to shiny it up. I don't that's oh my right. god, I need something. I don't know what. It was well done. I right. actually, I thought that was, I was dead on. Personally. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. But anyways, um, you know they they really did a, a wonderful job here. Um similar to me that it seemed like a similar style of, you know, adding the gold accents, et cetera. And we loved how it turned out. It's, spectacular. Right.
0: Uh, that's the way we felt about it. We were there. They pretty much debuted it uh, like right before Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opened up. That's kind of why like they, they knew they'd right. be up and all these people come for that and we were just taken aback by how beautiful it looks. As far as Cinderella Castle from the concept artwork that we saw on the Disney Parks blog, it looks like they're going to touch it up with some gold embellishments. A little bit of royal blue on right. there and it looked like a little pink or rose gold within it uh, but it really did remind me of exactly what they did uh, with Sleeping Beauty right. Castle, like we were just talking about out here at Disneyland.
1: So it turned out great. I have all kinds of faith that it's going to be so spectacular that when we see it, we'll probably cry mm-hmm. no, or cheer no up. <laughs> I will.
0: You know, I will. There's no question about that. Uh, the the, uh, the story goes on to say, you may notice that this exciting work taking place as these stunning enhancements begin in the coming weeks, continuing throughout the summer. But don't worry. Uh, they'll still get to catch all, or excuse me, you'll still get to catch all your favorite castle, let me start over. You'll
1: <laughs> it's still, spreading, my, you'll my, still my problem
0: to, speaking
1: is spreading. There you
0: go. You'll still get to catch all of their castle favorites like Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair and Happily Ever After, so the, all the projections. I think they'll probably do something similar to what they did out in California, although it's so much easier to do with Sleeping Beauty Castle because it's really kind of tiny. It's, yes, it's <laughs> much know, smaller. C- Cinderella <laughs> Castle, but they put uh, kind of a facade over it, kind of right. hiding, you know. And they had like it actually had like some castle artwork right. on it, something <laughs> that they could uh, put the projections on as yeah. well for the evening. Right. So, uh, unfortunately, if you're if you're looking forward to getting that picture out in front of the Cinderella Castle coming up here in the next several months. You may want to think about a different Disney landmark for a couple of days, you know, until Photoshop they, or do that. Yes, I, but who knows? Some of those PhotoPass photographers, they do that little bit of magic uh, with true. the pictures. Maybe they can do their own Photoshop with it. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Cinderella Castle once it debuts in its new spruced up style. Right. It looks beautiful. Yeah, to be yeah I think
1: it's going to be amazing. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Only have one more Disney story of the week for you and that is that the early reactions for the new Disney Pixar film Onward are out and so far they're pretty good. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this from sci-fi.com the first of Pixar's two 2020 animated features is almost out and those that have seen it are finally allowed to tell the world. As a matter of fact, the reviews are now up, so you Mm -hmm. can also check those out as well. Honor reunites Marvel stars Chris Pratt and Tom Holland in a post-Endgame world, (laughs) pushing the two MCU MCU superheroes together as a fairy tale elf brothers on a quest to meet their dead father. The tale inspired by the real life of Dan Scanlon, who's not an elf, they say, (laughs) Mm -hmm. is full of (laughs) haphazard magic comedy and familial affection. Now that it's been screened for critics, some of the first opinions are out and they are on the internet. So here's a couple of them. I just picked a few of them out for you. Uh, Steven Weintraub from Collider said in a surprise to no one, uh, Pixar has delivered yet another great film with Onward. Third act brought some tears. Oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> uh, congrats to Mr. Dan Scanlon and everyone that worked on the film. Absolutely recommended Chris E. Hainer. Who's at, at Chris Hainer on Twitter. He said, I loved onward. It's going to be something. So many people can find something to take away from it. If you've been through the loss of a parent though, Be ready for a very emotional experience. Mm. Uh, now, Not everybody was perfect on this. Eric Eisenberg, who is at E Eisenberg on Twitter, said, I can't say that I'm a big fan of Onward. The characters are fun and the message is strong, but it also has a number of ideas that don't feel fully fleshed out and it's surprisingly basic as far as the story. It has some cute and emotional moments, but didn't work for me overall. Well, overall, right now, and again, uh, the reviews are just really starting to come in. There's right. a, almost 50 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes right now, and they have it set for 82% positive, oh, which is is good, good, news. Yeah, yeah uh, so far, so good. I, you know, it was. Uh, we saw a lot of the footage for, or not a lot of, but we saw a big chunk of some footage. Uh, when we were at the D23 Expo and really loved what we saw. And so we kind of had, I know there were some people that kind of questioning onward from the trailers. They weren't really kind of sure to think about it, but we kind of thought better of it just because we've seen a
1: little bit more of it, I think. Right. It, It showed, we had like a longer extension of when the brothers were trying to do the spell to get their father to back. And so it made more sense, I think because I, on the trailer, it might be a little clunky. At times, mm-hmm. because if you don't know that, I mean, if you if you have the some of the background experience like we had from before, then it makes perfect sense. But without some of those little, you know, just little things that people said or whatever to make make it make more sense. Mm-hmm. And and I think that hopefully people will and that will see a yeah. wonderful film. I mean, I do think it's touching that, it, you know, it is a, a family film. Dedicated to you know brothers and Mm -hmm. and so it's going to be wonderful I think
0: and their mother too um, right is an interesting part of it as well um and you know actually when I saw it I'm like okay that was great loved it I'm intrigued by it you know but I'm like I hope we didn't just watch the best parts of this film and it's going to kind of fall apart because the last times that Pixar has released two films within a year have not necessarily been their best films. You know, we have Soul coming up later this summer. And so uh, I was a little concerned about this. But then I felt a little better when I saw that Disney was going to do some early screenings of this, uh, not just like for small groups, like uh, uh, several theaters around the country were going to be screening them a week early. And I'm like, okay, with a film that you don't expect good things from, that you don't expect the audience to really enjoy, you don't want to put it out there Early, early. <laughs> So word of mouth is poor. And then the, when you actually get to the real debut right, weekend, the opening weekend. Yeah. It, it's it maybe not as many people go to it. So I kind of felt maybe they feel they've got something here yeah. when they decided to do that. And so far, I mean, it, it sounds like it's not going to be like it's not going to be like wall or whatever, you know, Finding Nemo right. or whatever Monsters, you uh, know, Monsters, Inc., whatever you feel is your favorite Pixar movie, it doesn't sound like it's going to be at that level, but it sounds like it's going to be a a really good Pixar movie that is going to tug at those emotional strings like Pixar does so often and uh, should fit well within their structure with, with all their great films.
1: Right. And we're super excited because we're actually going to be able to experience it for the first time on the day it does officially open uh, on a Disney cruise ship. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So
0: we board our, our cruise on uh, March 6th, which is exactly the day it technically opens. I mean, really, it'll be out on Thursday night, the 5th. uh, But we board on the 6th, so I'm sure we'll see it either that day, depending on how excited we are to be just be on the ship and not really want to go to a movie right away. Right. uh, Or possibly the next day. But uh, we are really excited that is going to be part of our Disney Cruise experience.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, being in that kind of atmosphere, I think we'll be able to probably cherish it a little bit more than just going down to your regular theater and sitting with, Bunch of people, yeah, just
0: sitting with a bunch of people. That came out really bad. I apologize, <laughs> everybody. <enough>. <laughs> it'll be it'll be cool because it'll be a lot of people that are they're Disney fans. Right if you're on a Disney Cruise, you're probably a Disney fan. They're exactly. going to be very excited That's- to see this and a big debut. with You know early on on this cruise it's going to be a wonderful time and um,
1: yeah everybody's all excited yeah. and everything yeah that's yeah. that's what i meant i just yeah. didn't say it very eloquently yeah, there. i understood exactly <laughs> what you were saying there, that's because so. you know me nut job that i am <laughs> You know, that job, no. <laughs> Me, yes, you, are perfectly logical, yeah. except for when we do through the list, and they're like, 5Z, 3G, <laughs> you know. I know, well, see, this time we didn't uh, set a number, so I didn't have any rules to break. Yep. <laughs> Anyway, we've gone, again, off the rails as we
0: always do every episode. It usually happens, well, right at the beginning, but, you know, definitely near the end (laughs) as we kind of wind this thing up. But we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And we always start with Michelle, one, because she's wonderful, fantastic, gorgeous, she's super intelligent, a great co-host, and <laughs> she picks out the best food at these food and wine festivals. I'm telling you, you should follow her around because she knows where the good stuff is. But she always has the very best tip. So let's get right to All it. Here right. is Michelle's tip of
1: the week. You're just too sweet, honey. All right. So this is, they sound a little quirky, um, but- Hear it out to completion before you judge on this tip. So um, my tip in a nutshell is why not become a VIP for free? Hmm. And so... That is very intriguing. I I I might need to change the title of this episode better to why not become a VIP VIP for for free. free. I might get a couple extra listens. True, true. But, um, you know, one of the things that perspective plays a lot in how we have an experience and how it how we're left feeling with an experience, you know, and two people could be going through, you know, go, going to the parks and seeing the same things going on the same attractions and have different perspectives. So this tip is why not adjust your park experience just for the day, you know, and it's something you don't have to do every time, but how to be a VIP without really having to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So, First of all, uh, decide that you want to be the VIP of the day. Like if we were going together, we could each both be VIPs or one could be the VIP and not. And anyways, I'm getting out of hand here. Um, So starting with... You're always a VIP. (laughs) You're so smart. Um, But anyways, so start off with doing just fun little things, right? So if you're at Disneyland, for example, you could start your day by requesting to ride the front of the monorail. Mm, You know, you may have to wait for one or two because there may have been some other people who have asked in advance, or there are times that they cannot oblige that request, but that could be the beginning of your day. Um, um, For those of you who don't know, if you only
0: go to Walt Disney World, they've you know obviously stopped doing that a few years back. So you can't ride in the front of the monorail anymore at Walt Disney World. However, if you do go to Disneyland you do have that opportunity. So if you want to ride in the front of the monorail, if it's kind of been one of those things to check off your bucket list, uh, you got to go to Disneyland to do that.
1: That's right. So the next thing you could do on your VIP day is uh, get a celebration button. You know, and of course you can get the ones for birthday, anniversary, or first visit, but just have one that says celebrating and you can make it whatever you want. It could be Tom's day or it could be your unbirthday. (laughs) But you know, it is my own <laughs> That's right, it's mine wow. too. <laughs> That's amazing. How'd you know? The next thing to do is ride a vehicle down Main Street. Simple thought, right? But think about it you're going to be among the vast minority of people who are doing that that day. Um, and think about it you're being chauffeured, mm-hmm. they're honking their horn to get everybody out of. the. Your way to make it down Main Street. So
0: sometimes in some of those cars, I mean, because people are in such a rush. We talk about this all the time that please slow down and enjoy your Disney experience. There's such a rush to get to that attraction, to get to that dining reservation, whatever the case may be, that they don't even bother with some of this transportation. So a lot of times, uh, some of these cars and whatever, you could be the only ones on them. Right. So it's just you and the driver, the cast member who's driving. So basically, you do feel like. that yes. before yes, it's, and you can talk with the cast member, or you can just sit back and and snuggle and, and watch the
1: sights go by. Yes, it's not a really long trip, but it is really fun. It's a fun experience. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, next thing is, as you're going to attractions, request to sit up front on every single attraction that or has in the back the, you or the like. right wherever you want. Pick your seat and request it. And again, there's etiquette for that. Um, sometimes, it, especially if it's a busy day or busy queue, they really don't want to interrupt that, but um i don't think i've ever had them say no i've never seen them say no yeah you have to wait a little longer right sometimes yeah you have to wait till the next vehicle or something but uh, it's almost
0: i i I can't recall one time where they've told us no you can't sit there right um it's just again it's just you know we just have to wait for the the attraction to go another time or whatever and let some other people in front of you but they'll put you if you want to sit in the front I'll say okay. We'll let these other people go sit in these other rows that you right. would have sat in. You get the next group, in the front, the next one.
1: Exactly, and just again, be courteous. Just say, would it be possible? And they're very, very accommodating. Mm-hmm. I've never
0: heard them. I, I I have seen where like you can't just like the, if they're they, this row fits five people and you say I. Well, can it just be me and my wife or me and my son or my daughter or whatever the case may be? Can it just be
1: us? And they're like, well, no, we still need to fill out the ride. That's the one thing I haven't seen them do. But if you pick a row, I've never seen any problem with that. Exactly. Um, So next thing, do some other little things that most visitors pass by. Like you could do a drawing class, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, order Secret menu items from the restaurants. Ooh, secret, secret. I know, secret, secret. and there's a lot of websites that that, sh- that share that information to you. But um, you know, again, VIP for the day. Uh, have all your purchases set sent out either directly to your resort or to the front so that you pick it up, so you don't have to carry anything. Oh, no, that is such a especially <laughs> if you if you shop
0: early in the day for whatever reason. It's such a godsend to be able to either have those things back waiting for
1: you at your resort or just pick them up at the exit on the way out. So nice. nice. Exactly, exactly. Make sure you mobile order all your food and pass everybody standing in line and get right up front and get your food. Again, VIP. Uh, You know, uh, and then- there are some mobile orders like okay, you still have to get into a line. I, I know, know the dull whip mobile orders <laughs> like
0: all right, you're still getting in a line. That's Maybe it's true. not as long a line, but it's still a line.
1: Sometimes, but most of them, it is. It's definitely advantageous to right. do that, you know. And so these are all free little things that you can do to make yourself feel very special and just again have that perspective of I'm a VIP. You can get some free fast passes to some of the shows like World of Color that actually say VIP <laughs> on them, <laughs> you know. Reinforce that in your brain, you know, And if, or if you want to splurge a little, do a dining show, that dining show package that gets you better seating to uh, see a show or something like that. But again, just not every time, but once in a while, make yourself the VIP of the day right. when you're at a Disney
0: park. You know, it's the interesting thing we talked we've talked about the dining packages in the past and are they, you know, a lot of people say they're a waste of money and in reality, uh, they are kind of a waste of money. I mean, they're not really, you're not getting true value, value. <laughs> back for how much food you get, uh, where you get to sit necessarily or where you get to stand for some of these right. shows. But th- there is a perceived value and sometimes they're just, you know, it is nice, like you said, to be feel like a little more VIP, You go kind of go into a roped right. area. You get the special spot that no one else can get. You don't have to wait there early. For Michelle, I mean, and, and, you know, we just talked about how tiny she is. Uh, she has struggles seeing some of these shows a lot of times. I mean, some people can just walk up there. You know, if you're, you know, 5'10", five, 5'11", five, 6 foot or above, it's easy for you to go into any show and see everything. Michelle doesn't have that luxury and neither do probably most of your kids either. Right. Uh, so sometimes there is this... Yeah, it's not really a true value, but there is this value that comes out of it of just a little bit of luxury, a little bit nicer trip, and getting to see some of these shows in a different way. Even like, you know, we did the hashtag real men love frozen (laughs) uh, ever after dinner party or dessert party. And the nice thing about that was the desserts super special. There were some good ones. I wouldn't say they were the greatest. Were the drinks extra special? There were some good drinks. I wouldn't say they're extra special, but we got to sit yeah, We had a place, a table right. and some chairs to sit and enjoy uh, Epcot forever exactly. you know, when we were there on our last trip. And that was what it was. That was worth it for us. Michelle had a great view of it. She could yeah. sit and enjoy the show that made it of value to us. Plus, we got to ride hashtag Real Men Live Frozen Ever After. Right. At, at the end of the, when everybody else was leaving the That's park. right. So and That was an extra, another extra kind of VIP perk.
1: Right. So, you know a lot of times I'm trying to find, I'm trying to discuss uh, ideas to help you enjoy the parks a little bit better. And hopefully this one, you know, might hit home for some of you again, it, you know, it, you're not going to do this every single time, but Hey, maybe when we go to California adventure for food and wine, it might be Tom's day right. and right. we'll let you be it VIP. It will be my own birthday. I'll <laughs> that right now. It will be my own right. birthday. Right. <laughs> so anyways, enjoy your day and once in a while, make, make it, more fun, even if it's just changing the perspective. Very nice. Michelle
0: always has the very (laughs) best tips. VIP for free. I love it. I love it. Now it's my turn to bring the room down. Okay, that's what I'm here for. Michelle brought us up. I'm here to bring us all down. And actually, I'm actually probably going to call Michelle's help into this because this is kind of something that she uh, specializes Ooh. in outside of the podcast. And I want to talk a little bit about staying healthy at the parks because we all know there's a lot of stuff out there in the media right now about uh, some things going on, right? In, you know, health wise, throughout the world and even in our country, we you know we've seen some uh, postings from people who are going on the same cruise we are uh, being very concerned about this. And, you know, the one thing, and obviously we're talking a little bit about the coronavirus. And, okay, should we worry about the coronavirus? Should we not worry about the coronavirus? I think it's always good to be vigilant, but I don't think we need to be super concerned with that. But you should be concerned about everything else that you can catch (laughs) out there right right, in the world right now that happens every day, whether there's some sort of specialized thing that the media is focusing on or none, like the flu, uh, is out there and uh, right regular thing uh, all sorts of things norovirus i mean i know they talk about that on cruise ships but it happens out in the world all the time it just doesn't get as pinpointed as it right. does on cruise ships but basically i just want to talk about staying healthy at the parks how to help stay healthy at the parks and michelle i'm sure you can chime mm. in on this first and foremost wash your hands yes. as often as you can whenever you get the chance wash your hands. Even if you need to take an extra step to go wash your hands, do make make sure you do that.
1: That's right. I mean, and, and the, you know, uh, antiseptic gels are great mm-hmm. to use too, but you do need to, on occasion, uh, actually use soap and water and, you know, make sure you're cleaning thoroughly that way as well. You know, not just, you know, a slight bit. Not just the cursory. No. I hit the water. I ran my <laughs> hands over it. I'm
0: good. <laughs> (laughs) No, you know, really get in there and and really wash them. I think they will tell you to sing happy birthday twice is about the time you should really wash your hands uh, to get it done. Uh, Antiseptic gel is great for just like when you're getting off attractions. We do it all the time. You know, when you're tugging on that cord or, you know, touching, or even if you're on the, like the monorail and you're holding on to one of the poles or whatever the case may be. uh, That stuff, it's not the end all be all, but it is good to have around for you. Um, And... despite that, you're still going to touch things. Uh, So when you're kind of at the park, and I know this is easier said than done, if you can avoid touching your eyes, touching your mouth, you know, because that's where a lot, I mean, some of this stuff, yes, it will go through the air. You can catch things through the air, but more often than not, it's going to be from something you touched and you're going to touch to your face or whatever the case may be, or to your food or
1: whatever. Exactly. Right. Yeah. No, that's great. Great advice.
0: Yeah. If you go to like a buffet or something that where people are handling a lot of utensils, definitely wash your hands right. or, or use some antiseptic gel after that, because that's how a lot of this stuff gets spread.
1: Definitely. You know, cause you have a lot, you know, and you're in an area that has a lot of kids too. And you know, things just tend to spread that way. And so it's also good to make sure your kids are washing right. their was hands thoroughly yeah. and, you know, or using gel, et cetera. Because again, um, you might not even notice that they're touching trash cans or picking stuff off the ground and things like that. So uh, just make it more of a pattern to just do it on occasion even if you haven't been on an right. attraction or, it, or on a buffet line
0: it's really easy for you to remember to wash your hands all the times but and even you'll tell your kids to wash your hands but you know how good a job are they doing how good are they job think about how good a job they do brush, brushing their teeth <laughs> yeah. their case be. how good of their job are they really doing washing their hands it's good to be a little extra villi- uh, vigilant about it uh, because that one it will get them sick and that might mess up your trip a little bit but also right. they could get you sick on you know you know how it works right you have your family you know how it goes through the house and then you don't last thing you want is that to kind of put a damper on your vacation exactly. while you're yes. out there uh, uh final thing for me uh, michelle might have some more on this stay hydrated right. yeah, that is one of the biggest things and one of the easiest things to do while you're out there is that when you're dehydrated uh your um the, the le- your defenses yeah thank you you're Your defenses are lowered, so it's easier to get sick when you're dehydrated. So the more you're hydrated, again, that's not going to take over for washing your hands, which is the most important thing. But staying hydrated just kind of helps uh, avoid that, fight off some of this, keep your immunity up just a little bit more to to keep you a little healthier. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That that's great advice. I mean, I know that you know some people also like to use some, you know, prophylactically use some things like. Products like airborne or Zycam, things like that. But, um, you know, just taking the precautions, eating healthy, you know, having things like fruits and vegetables that are rich in v- vitamin C it, and things will all help as well to have your trip be one that is more of a healthy and lets your body be more at more armed to battle off anything that you could be exposed to. Like you said, even just regular things that people are coming across or could be exposed to Mm -hmm. at uh, a public place.
0: By the way, Michelle works within the medical industry. so And she gets updates on a lot of this stuff Every week, every day, right. practically. <laughs> so uh, she kind of knows the stuff. Is there anything that's going on out there that you'd like our listeners to know as far as... Because I know there's been a lot of concern about some of this right. stuff. Is there anything that you think that we should be brought up so our listeners know what to watch out for more than just, you know, the, doing some of this stuff like hand washing, you know, how right. To you healthy.
1: Right. I mean, I think, you know, people, and even the CDC is still recommending that if you haven't had a flu shot, it's still not too late. Is it going to protect you against uh, the coronavirus? No, but it's going to, like you said, right now you're more, much, much, much more at risk for being exposed to the flu. And even if you had a flu shot, you, you might still get the flu because they're not always a hundred percent matched with you know, what's out there, but it could definitely prevent some, uh, more, not not even just catastrophic, but at, at least more of a, a difficult time with the flu. Your body would still have some types of immunity to fight some of it off. So that's still good to do. Um, you know, getting, getting the flu shot if you haven't done that yet. Um, and like you said, just making sure you're being very vigilant of being healthy and being hydrated, washing your hands often, and, um, you know, just being cautious in that regards. I mean, yes. I mean, it, going to a grocery store, you could be just as much at risk of, mm-hmm. you know, becoming oh, yeah. exposed to, you know, things that are in droplets, et cetera. So doing your part to stay more less susceptible to things like that is going to make it better for you especially in in situation of going to the parks.
0: Very nice. So I mean I didn't mean to bring it down but I know there's yeah, been a it's lot good, out there. Good and important I, information. I think it happens a lot. We hear about it a lot whether it be actually on the trip or somebody gets sick on the trip or definitely like they get home and they they've just done so much over the week you're exhausted and maybe you haven't been hydrating as well maybe you haven't washed your hands quite as much. So people get home and you know they get back from this vacation right. and suddenly get sick. Just some things to kind of help Prevent that,
1: right? You know, one of the other things, if you're staying uh, at a resort, for example, uh, getting the the antiseptic wipes, you know, and using things on on uh, using those on items when you're checking in that people handle a lot, so like your the remote control or the telephone, you know, door handles. Light, Light switches, switches yeah. things like that. You know, that's that's good. I mean, we do that, especially, you know, when you're on a cruise. But it's good whenever you're staying at a resort anyways, that those are areas that are, you know, have more susceptibility of people handling them. And that could be another way to prevent some, you know, capturing of some germs or yeah. whatever.
0: Again, we're not trying to scare anybody right. out there. We just want it's, you to be as healthy as you can be on your trip and just some doing some simple little things here and there. Um, may help avoid, you know, getting right. sick in the middle or at the end of your uh, trip, and putting a little speed bump in it. So, yeah. So, so, it's anyway.
1: good to stay healthy.
0: So once again, I Michelle brings us up, <laughs> and I bring us right down.
1: No, not at all. It's really good, important information. Like you said, there's a lot of chatter on uh, social media about this, and you know, obviously, you know, different people have different beliefs on. On what's going on, and we respect that. Uh, we're just giving you some pointers as we know it in terms of try to help keep you healthy. And safe during your trips.
0: Yeah, we love you all out there, all our Hyperion adventurers, and we want you to have a great time on your trips and try and avoid uh, getting sick anytime, not just on the trips, at home too. Right. Just because we're talking about this for Disney Vacations doesn't mean you shouldn't live this every day when you go to the grocery store, when you go to work, when you go wherever it may be, or even in your own home. uh, Just some things, some tips to kind of help you avoid being sick. Smart. There we go. So uh, that's it for this week. Next week, we're going to be doing, well, we have a Disney cruise coming up. <laughs> so we thought we'd talk a little bit about Disney cruise, but we're going to talk about we're, one, we're going on this Disney cruise as a couple of adults. Right. We're going to talk about going on a Disney cruise, maybe not necessarily with your family. Hey, Disney cruise is great for your family, but every once in a while, why not go on a Disney cruise? just a couple of adults or right. a group of adults and have a good
1: time we're going to talk about why you should think about doing that yeah and how you can have you know fun uh, on a Disney cruise no matter what age you're at. There you go and that's it's also because we want to talk about Disney cruise
0: because we're yeah. getting ready to go on ours and we're very <laughs> excited about it if you haven't noticed. So uh, thanks we appreciate you joined us today. In the future you can find us most everywhere you find podcasts however the very best place to find us is on our own website HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com and while you're there why don't you sign up for the newsletter to find out fun news like we got
1: uh, this week where we released our Hashtag real men love frozen t-shirt. Right. And sometimes having that advanced knowledge can help save you some money. Yeah.
0: We got some information that'll be going out there. Some of the links from this today's show will also be on there coming up this week. So uh, if you don't see it in the show notes, uh, check the newsletter. Uh, they'll be there. We have some other stuff coming up in the future we'll be releasing on the newsletter as well. Speaking of that T-shirt, please uh, go out there and pick them up. They're great T-shirts. At least go take a look at them. Uh, they're on Tee Public, but also we'll, we'll have the link in our show notes yep. here. You can hit us up either through email or email or on social media, and we'll send you the link there. Uh, you can find us on social media on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you do want to email us, you can hit us up at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com right and
1: if you wouldn't mind please take time to do a review or star rating and most importantly and most appreciated is if you please tell a friend about our our show
0: yeah that is the very best way to anybody to find out about this podcast or any show that you love Uh, just tell a friend about them if you have a little more time Uh, Go on your uh, podcast platform and give a little uh, rating. If you have a little more time, give a review. It doesn't even need to be a long review, just a few words. But one, it helps us know how we're doing, but it also will help. There's kind of this algorithm that helps people find shows that they may be interested in. by a few more reviews out there. It kind of helps out. That's why we're doing our hashtag five-star February and giving some other podcasts who've shown us love. Uh,
1: some five star reviews right. this month it's been a great fun way to connect
0: it has we've connected with a lot of people just like we did with the Love of the Mouse podcast right. to uh, to combine with us to make that wonderful T show so that's it for this week thank you for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast we look forward to sharing some time with you again next week until that time I'm Tom I'm Michelle and we hope that you have a magical week